Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I hope you're doing well, enjoying the little season change that we're having in September. Um, But today, we just wanted to bring a different episode. Our team was sitting the other day and in the midst of all these disasters, these unfortunate terrible headlines in the news that Samaritan's Purse is responding to. You know, we were just were finding ourselves busy and heavy and and not used to such chaos and busyness. And so we just thought as we were talking how it's made us have to shift things in our own families. And, you know, Edward has been traveling a lot. It's just made, you know, me and the kids have to readjust and kind of pray differently, send him off differently and have um, a different mindset. We just started talking and we thought, why not talk about traveling with Samaritan's Purse and how it affects both the traveler, but also the family back home. And so we know a lot of you listening, you know, some are the goer and some are the sender and both have their value and importance and we couldn't do this ministry without. And so today we just wanted to talk. And so we brought in Brian Seislove. He serves with uh, Broadcast and he has been with the ministry since 2013. And so he has so much perspective from both international and domestic travel, uh, planned and unplanned. and, And we just address a lot of those things and how it affects him, but also back home. And we just give little tips, applications, ways to um, implement during travel. And so if you're finding it's a busy season, um, this will be a good episode for you to listen to. But I also think even if you don't travel, just the capacity that we all have isn't what it was pre-COVID. You know, I think after this year and a half of a lot of more home time, downtime, not not traveling, Samaritan's Purse had suspended a lot of travel uh, we got into a different kind of norm and a different kind of rhythm. And I think that's what's making this busy travel season for our family more difficult because we had different expectations. Um, and so now we're just having to recalibrate and set different goals. And so what worked two years ago for our busy travel season doesn't work now. And so we're just even having to adjust to that with our family. So listen to my conversation with Brian as we talk about a lot of things. Um, And I think it'll be encouraging in whatever walk or season you're in. I'm Brian Seisloff. I'm a senior producer in the broadcast department at Samaritan's Purse. I've been here for uh, almost nine years. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been uh, married for 13 years to uh, my wonderful wife, Mandy, and uh, we have two boys, Jackson and August. Jackson is seven, August is three. Um, doing this type of work before we had children is vastly different than after we had children. Um, and they get to a, they get to an age where they know what it means for you to leave when you start to pull the bag out to pack. They know what that means. So let's talk about your job now. What do you do now, and what does your job entail? As a uh, as a producer and broadcast, um, we have we have a very unique perspective on the ministry because we get to work with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, that's the same for broadcast and comm and people that tell the stories of what Samaritan's Purse is doing around the world, what God is doing through Samaritan's Purse. Uh, we get to work with uh, every ministry that we have here. And it's it's interesting that one week you could be working with Children's Heart Project. The next week you are, uh, you know, on a dart. And another week you are um, you know, working with Operation Christmas Child and shifting those gears can be a little tough, you know, to go from DART to like fun, happy OCC distribution. And, um, but that's, uh, uh, that's the neat thing about it is, 
Yeah, we get, we get to see everything. We get to be a, a, a little part of everything and, mm-hmm. and uh, to be trusted by um, especially our, our field staff and our staff here, to be trusted to translate those stories to people uh, who are praying, who are giving, who are supporting this ministry is a great privilege, and uh, we really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I, love how, I love how you said that, that they trust us to translate their stories, and that's how I feel it is an honor to be a part of every aspect of the ministry and kind of get a front row seat to what's happening. But I, I always, and I like how you said you have to shift gears. It is hard. I, I have. A, I sometimes feel like I have whiplash. You know, I'll be invested in a story, fall in love with whatever's happening, want to go meet them, and then you have to move on to another story. And I'm like, ah. Um, but it's, talk about the epitome of Bob Pierce's Break My Heart for What Breaks Yours. I think it's made me just more aware of the scope and what Samaritan's Purse is doing. So I'm grateful um, and grateful to be able to tell people about that. So talking about that, I know your job entails a lot of travel. And that's what we want to talk about today. Um, what is it like and how does your family prepare for traveling just in general? Yeah, we sort of, um, I think I'll break that up into two categories of planned trips and unplanned trips, or rather impromptu trips, things like DARTs, North American Ministry, disaster response, um, things that follow disasters because disasters are unexpected. Um, and uh, Samaritan's Purse goes so quickly. We know how important it is for us to respond urgently. And um, broadcasts, we, we want to we want to be right there on the front line with the first people going in. We want to be, you know, the tip of the spear going in um, because we know how important it is, especially while it's in the news cycle, that we are communicating stories, that we're letting our supporters know um, that we are there, that we're working, um, that we're looking for volunteers, whatever the case may be. Um, we know how important that is to get that message out urgently. When, we, when we're able to go to a place like Haiti, when we're able to go to a place like Iraq or um, New York City or whatever the case may be, um, people can see that on the news, but they're not— the news isn't going to show it a lot of times from a human perspective, especially from a spiritual perspective. So we try to not compete with the news, um, but we're trying to uh, look at these uh, responses from a different angle, um, from a spiritual perspective, um, and showing people, here are the physical needs, here's what people are physically going through, here's how we're helping. But this is also the spiritual need that's here. This is how you can pray for these people. This is how you can get involved. Um, so those are are the unplanned trips, and and then you have the planned trips where it would be something like um, an Operation Christmas Child um, content trip, as we call them, where we it, it's planned months in advance, and we're going to spend a week and a half, two weeks sometimes, um, in a country, and we're going to go to tons of distributions and tons of TGJ classes and graduations, and we're getting stories and profiles, and we're gathering a lot of content from these countries um, and from these teams that we can come back and, and use throughout the year for our Operation Christmas Child um, videos. And um, so those are, a little, um, those are a little different. When you're able to plan, you're able to prepare your family before you leave rather than the hey, an earthquake happened, we need you to go tomorrow, or we need you to go this afternoon mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a whole different, different way of preparing 
Uh, both yourself and your family. Maybe talk to me about what that's like, and and the travel is different, too. Sometimes it's a domestic, short, I don't want to say easy trip, but hotel, you know, but then sometimes it's internationally where you're sleeping on a tent, kind of roughing it. So you have a lot of different types of travel as well. If it's a planned trip, I can, um, I've got a lot of times weeks to prepare them with, um, hey, I'm going to be leaving. This is what I'm doing. A lot of times, like an Operation Christmas Child, um, if I'm going on distributions to film those, for example, um, my boys will give me um, uh, one of their toys to take with me and to give to a kid so that they're sort of sharing in the in in what's going on. And um, sometimes they'll give me a, a toy to take to keep with me to bring back home, you know, and I'll take a picture of with it wherever I am just to try and include them a little bit. Um, but uh, those are a little easier for them to to ease into than the spur of the moment, the disaster trips. Because um, then it's, you know, every family has a rhythm. You know, you've got, um, all right, I, I'm going to take the kids to school and then, um, you know, my wife's going to do this and then I'm going to do this. And then after work, after school, she's going to pick the kids up and then I'm going to come home and then this is how we're going to do dinner and this is how we're going to do bedtime. And um, you get into this rhythm, like every family finds that rhythm. Um, well, when you're suddenly uprooted from that, you have to switch. It's like switching from an A rhythm to the B rhythm. You know, it's like a different movement in a in a song, and you've got to switch gears really quickly. Um, and uh, I think that's that's very difficult for spouses back home um, because they're suddenly doing everything at the house. And my wife's told me that she 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 does her best to take care of the things that she can take care of and not um, not try to burden me with things that I that I can't handle remotely, um, which I don't see them as a burden. I mean, it's life. Life goes on even when you're traveling. Um, but she tries to take care of as much as she can, and then when I come home, there's, you know, kind of a list. Okay, well, this thing is broken, and this thing doesn't work, and this thing needs to be taken care of. Um, so she's she has, I think, uh, my sort of a stress in mind um, to try to keep me from 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 that um, with the with the kids it can be difficult for them to suddenly be uprooted um, from their normal routine and um, this past trip for example I just got back from Haiti and it, it just happened to fall right during the first week of school mm-hmm. um, and uh, so I, I I was able to take them to school. Um, I'd just gotten back from another trip, um, was home for two days, and then went back out. Um, so I was able to take him to his first two days of school, and then by the third day, he was having a difficult time going to school in the mornings. And his 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 routine that he was relying on was you know was was taken out. And then when I got home, it slowly sort of resolved itself. So it does have an effect, you know, when when you leave that suddenly. Um, But at the same time, he is at a point where he knows what we do and he he knows that we're helping people. And um, I I try to show him videos. I try to show him what I'm making uh, when I get home so he can, he can, he can do that. And, and I know it's, it's getting through. He'll ask me, um, uh, 
this past time when Haiti happened, I said, well, buddy, there was something that happened, and um, Samaritan's Purse is going down to help people, and people need help. And he said, um, was there another explosion in Beirut? And he remembered me going on that last year. Um, so he, he understands and he remembers and he's trying to connect the dots. And that's, a, that's an interesting thing to see. And um, for me, I think, for, for my family, including them in what you do is crucial. I- including your family and your mission. So it's not just dad going out or mom going out and doing these things, um, like doing these trips and then coming home. You have to include them in what you're doing. Um, And my wife does that by every night they pray for me, they pray for the team, and they pray for the people that we're helping Um, by name and all the, you know, both boys pray and my wife prays and she'll let me know this is what the boys pray for tonight. So it encourages me a lot too. Um, And then um, even for my wife, just not just sharing with her stresses or, hey, I'm, I'm exhausted or I'm this, not just those things, um, which is okay, you know, to, to vent those things to your spouse. That's, that's mm-hmm. part of the relationship. But making sure that I am including the, the successes and the God moments and the, the amazing things that I'm seeing on the field, I'm telling her those things too. Um, so that she is able to share in what God's doing. Um, because what she is doing is, is helping that be possible. Mm-hmm. You know, she, our spouses that are at home when we travel are just as much as part of the team as we are. Um, and um, coming back and showing her the videos that we make and, and ha- making that connection of this is, this is what we were able to do because I did what I did and you did what you did. Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, we're able to tell the story to the world, um, and and that's a small, um, you know, it's a small part of the big picture that is Samaritan's Purse, but um, it's it's the calling that I think God's put on my life and her life. Mm-hmm. Right now, after COVID, you know, a year and a half of pause, I would say, especially the first part of it, we've kind of gradually get, been getting back into it, but I think all of our capacity is just lower right? I mean, kids, even adults, we're, we're now used to doing less. We were at home a lot more. I guess this past year, we got into a new norm and the kids, yeah, now it's like you're back to full force. So we're adjusting to that. But I think all families and the kids, your capacity is just lower. And so now doing what you used to do two years ago isn't working the same. I don't know if you're finding that. And I think we've sure. just hit disaster upon disaster upon disaster. So things are very intense right now. So that's why we just wanted to talk about, here's where we are, you know, let's lean into it. Yeah, let's talk about, you talked about the the planned trips versus the unplanned. I know it probably, they affect you differently too when you come home and you have to decompartmentalize and process things. What is that like coming back in, you know, after seeing, um, I mean, such heartache and chaos. And I love the way that your family's included, and that's how my kids are too. You know, they have been praying as he's gone. Some of the topics are a little more sensitive, so you have to kind of filter them a little better. But so how do you, yeah, come in when you need more time to decompress? Um, Something that's different from other departments is 
if we go on a on a trip like uh, like Iraq, for example, the the EFH that was there outside of Mosul, um, I was there several times during that that spring, um, and th- I think that was that was something new for a lot of people at SP. Um, I think being that close to um, that that close to the front line of of a conflict zone was was something that was new for a lot of us. Um, and we've we filmed a lot of things there. We got a lot of stories. We experienced a lot of things. Um, but it's not over when we get home because we come home and and we're having to look at that footage. We're going through all that footage shot by shot for months, if not years. I mean, just the other day, I was looking through things from that exact same um, trip. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's not something that you see once and you you have that in in your mind. It's something that we see literally see over and over and over as we are looking through footage and editing things. Um, and I made a video when I got back from from Iraq that spring, um, and I explained it to an editor. I worked with the editor to you know put the footage together, and when I saw it. It, when I finally saw the the final video, it was a very emotional experience because it felt again like it felt when I was there, and I think that's good storytelling on the part of of our uh, editors. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it, it's kind of it's kind of like a glass like a glass of water that you're just slowly filling up, mm-hmm. and it's slowly filling up, and people have different levels of resilience to these things, and I've always thought myself a very resilient person, um, but it, it is. You, you mentioned the word compartmentalizing. You have to compartmentalize when you are in these situations. And you know, for a nurse, for example, they are hyper focused on the medical treatment. This is what needs to be done for this person, and you do that. And a lot of times, you feel later. Sometimes it's at the end of the night when you lay down and you feel that weight. Sometimes it's when you get back. Sometimes it's a year later mm-hmm. when you start to feel the weight of those things. <clears throat> um, for for me, um, Iraq was one of those things where the glass got very full and started to tip over a little bit. And I didn't realize that until I was back uh, for a few months and things were just affecting me um, unusually. Mm-hmm. And this was right around the time, um, a little after Samaritan's Purse really um, started with the member care team and doing debriefs after these trips. And um, and I, I sought that out, and that was very, very helpful to try to um, debrief what, what happened. And I was able to do that with someone that was there with me. Um, and it's not just uh, you know what you what you see in the field um, because life goes on when you are when you're traveling. So you have your normal life and you have the things that you're seeing. And in our case, we're going in and, and capturing stories because we want to translate stories to um, to the world. And we're we are entering into someone's world where they have, they're going through probably the hardest thing that they've ever gone through in their life. They've lost everything. They've lost 
a family member or a child or um, what you're asking them to tell you is very difficult. And we have to be extremely sensitive in those situations. Um, And in a way, I think it's cathartic for people. I think it is therapeutic for them to be able to share their story. Of course, we'd never... Uh, we make sure people know just because Samaritan's Purse is here doing X, Y, Z, it doesn't mean that you have to share this. You know, it's not a condition for us putting a tarp on your house or giving you medical treatment. It's only if you want to. Um, and nine times out of ten, people want to. They want people to know their story. Um, and again, to be able to be trusted with that is a tremendous responsibility that we take very seriously. Um and we want to tell that story accurately. We want to represent that person and their story accurately. We want to um, represent the ministry, what the ministry is doing with them accurately, um, and in a way that touches people, that is, um, that m- inspires people, that moves people to be involved and to pray for these people and to care about what's going on. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we take that very seriously. And at the end of the day, when, when the video is done, I always think, okay, if, if the person that this video is about sees this, are they going to agree, yes, that's how that happened? Um, and so can you talk to me about your team? Like how, because you mentioned, you know, you just gotten back from trip and then Haiti. I mean, some things are very unexpected and it's, I mean, we need someone to go to today. Um, how do you guys rotate so that you don't exhaust people? Because, uh, I, I mean, anytime you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And so saying yes to work, you are saying no to your family. And again, there are times we are called to do that. You know, we need to be obedient to God. But And I actually loved the scripture that the devotion shared today, Psalm 143, 8. Let me experience your faithful love in the morning, for I trust in you. Reveal to me the way I should go, because I appeal to you. And I think that's why we start our day in God's Word, praying. Um, you know, we have to be praying. God, we can't be obedient if we're not seeking who we're trying to obey, right? So there are times where we have to obey, and we have to go, and it does cost something. Uh, but there is also times where it, it's a detriment to your family. How does your team um, not exhaust people? Do you have like a rotation? Um, and do you have enough people so that you don't have to go on every response? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank goodness, okay. yes. So there is kind of a system. <laughs> there is, and and uh, our leadership and broadcast does, um, I think, a, a great job of uh keeping tabs on on where people are, what they've been doing, what they have on their plate, mm-hmm. um, and not just, um, oh, this person, you know, they they did this kind of thing well last time. Send them again, or or, you know, they try to they try to keep in mind. All right, you just got back from this, and you know, you need to have some time, and and they've been very good about that. Um, and I've seen this department grow in in almost. Uh, nine years, um, I've seen it grow to um, to accommodate that more. Uh, mm-hmm. We now have eight producers. Um, we have three videographers. Um, we um, we share that that responsibility. That that you know, I I I, I never call it a burden because it's it's one uh, what I'm 
what I feel like I'm called to do. And mm-hmm. two, yeah, it, it is our job. Um, but um, especially with family, I, that's another thing is I, I, we never say, oh, I, I got to go on this trip. Oh, man, I got to. Mm-hmm. I never say that in a in a negative context mm-hmm. to my family. Um it's always, um, you know, I'm, I'm going and it's very positive and um, because you don't want them to, I don't know, th- their perspective of what you do really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they do a good job of, mm-hmm. of, of helping us uh, shoulder that burden. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, and you mentioned member care. How would you say as that's evolved over the years, how has that been helpful? Um, because I do think it is good to to look at the person and 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 realize and recognize. Um, I mean, needing help or even needing to decompress or needing intervention is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. You know, when you can actually say, "Hey, this was a lot." You know, we're not meant to carry all this, and that's why you know Jesus says, "Come to me, all who are labor or all who are weary and burdened." You know, and I will give you rest. You know, take my yoke upon you. We are not meant to do this alone. And I think when we try to muscle it alone and, and do it ourselves and think it's up to us, that's that's when the problems come. So I guess, ha- have you seen how, yeah, you mentioned that it's been helpful, but how have you even seen it grown and maybe how can people utilize it better? Because I think some people don't really know what it is or what. Right. Um, so, I mean, from my experience, when, when I get back from something like a, a dart, for example, um, <clears throat> A lot of times I'll get an email inviting me to uh, debrief with member care. And that's, it's not a requirement. It's something that is an option if, if you want that. And like I say, people have different levels of resilience. And it's not always, it's not always, um, oh, I had a hard time with this one and I'd like to talk to somebody about it. It's not, it's not always that. Sometimes it's, even if you feel like you're fine, you don't really need that. It just helps build your resilience mm-hmm. and your your longevity in doing what we do and seeing what we see. It helps to combat um, compassion fatigue mm-hmm. over time. Just to be able to debrief with somebody when you get back, and mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's very laid back and just hey, tell me, mm-hmm. tell me, tell me about the good things. Tell me about some of the tough things, and. Um, yeah, over, over time, I think that that really helps. Um, and now we, you know, you see those folks in the field, those member care folks, they're in the field, they're on the darts. And um, and that's, you know, that's a neat thing when you come back to be able to debrief with somebody who's there with you, that's asking you the right questions and helping you process things. Um, because it's not, it's not, it's not about the short game. It's not just that one trip. You know, when, when you do what we do and you see what we see, you can't just, you can't, it's not just one trip at a time. It's a lot of these things back to back to back to back. So you got to make sure that you're in it for the long game, that you're taking care of yourself and taking care of your family. Because it's really easy to see these things, to experience these things, to be at a high stress level in the field. And then you get back home and you still have that high stress level. It takes a long time for that to sort of subside. Or you crash when you get home, and as high as your high was when you were in the field is as low as your low is going to be. You know, it's that it's a big scale. It's a big difference there. So, um, yeah, I think it's a way to take care of yourself and a way to take care of your family mm-hmm. so that you don't come home 
so high stressed and tightly wound and um and I, I don't know have maybe treat them in a way that, that you don't want to treat them you know or uh, be short with your spouse or or to go in um i have this thing <laughs> i have this thing where i if if i have a really high stress trip especially i get home after a long time after a week to two weeks and I come in and I like rage clean the house, you know, and I don't know why I do that. I'm not a, I'm not the type of person who does that normally, but I go in and I just want everything because I'm still in that. We got to go. We got to do stuff. Like we, we don't stop. We keep going, keep going. And my wife's like, just sit down for a minute. Like it's, everything's okay. We'll take care of this. Like we got time to take care of this. No, 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 no. We got to get this done. got to get it done. So a way to, to detach from that, you know, performance level, um, and not bring that home is, is very helpful. Mm-hmm. I know she'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's good. because that, And that's what I think people need to hear because I think sometimes you can think, is this normal? What? And and, it, and each one's different mm-hmm. um, and what your your needs are different. But, yeah, is there a certain way that, like, um, you come back in? Is there a way that or does Mandy ask, you know, what do you need? Or I, I don't know. How do you kind of reengage the house? And obviously it's different every yeah. time, but— well, I know that uh, my wife has a, has a difficult time when I'm gone for an extended amount of time because everything, all of the responsibilities that, that we would normally share, they're all on her while I'm gone. So I know that she's exhausted when I get home. Um, so um, one, one piece of advice that uh, Cindy Utley gave me uh, recently um, was... Um, when you come home, ask to ask her um, or to reinforce. Excuse me. When you come home, to reinforce with your spouse, you have carried a tremendous burden, and I'm very grateful for what you've done. And and acknowledge the things that they've done while you're gone, and don't come home and and be critical of everything. Why aren't the dishes washed? And why why are there toys all over the floor? And I thought we were gonna take care of this and. And it's easy to do because we're still in that high performance mode. You know, we got to get stuff done. Um, but coming home and acknowledging, you, you've done a great job. And here, you know, here are the things that that I know you went through, and I'm very grateful for you taking care of. What is the most helpful thing that I can do for you mm-hmm. now that I'm back? And uh, you know, a lot of times it's I just want an hour to myself. I I, I just want um, I want to sleep in one morning. I, I, I want somebody else to make dinner one, you know, it's, it's things like that. Um, uh, and I, I, I love serving her in that way. And she, she has some, some chronic medical issues that really bring her energy down. So I know how tired she is. Um, and she knows how tired I am. So we, we just try to give each other a lot of grace mm-hmm. when we come back uh, or when I come back mm-hmm. and uh, move forward that way. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. And I think it goes both ways because I think sometimes I would just think, you need to do this because you were gone. But then I, I need to step back and say, well, um, but I think it goes both ways. We both need to ask that question. Hey, you've shouldered a lot. Thank you. What can I do for you? But same thing. What do you need this time? And I think I keep saying, as the kids grow, as seasons change, our needs change, right? So what worked that last deployment or whatever doesn't work now. 
And so I think we just get into this. Sometimes, you know, we get into this, I know him so well, I don't need to ask those questions. But we do. I mean, we need to ask it often because each month's different. And so I think that's something we've learned and I I wasn't good at for a while because I just thought, oh, I know what he needs. But I actually don't. So I think it's just talking about it and saying we we all have needs. We all have things that maybe we need to make up for but it can't all happen right now. Right, yeah. And our experiences are, va- are vastly mm-hmm. different. You know, I, I will have spent, in the role that I have, I will have spent every day constantly talking to people mm-hmm. and, you know, filming people and being around people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need a break from that when I get back. Mm-hmm. She has spent all that time alone. Mm-hmm. And any... Any mom that is taking care of kids by herself knows all you want is another adult to talk to, (laughs) you know. And so when I come home, you know, she is, she's needing companionship and conversation. And I'm needing, you know, just to not talk for a few minutes. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, And then at the same time, the, the kids are wanting to do stuff, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, in Haiti, we were camping in um, tents, and, you know, it's hot and it's humid, and and um, the wash team did an awesome job building these showers for us, but until that came, you know, it's, it's you're roughing it. And um, I got home, and I said, uh, I asked my oldest son, all right, you know, I've, I've got a couple of days off when I when I get back. Is there anything that you want to do? You know, we'll do anything you want to do. And, you know, he loves going to the Boone Bigfoots games when they were going on. Mm-hmm. And he loves, you know, going to the Greenway and, like, doing all these different things. I really thought it would be something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, we'll do anything you want. What do you want to do? He said, I want to go camping. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, just maybe give me a couple of days. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not super excited to go back into a tent anytime soon, but um, but we are doing that this weekend, so that's going to be fun. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> and you know, that's that's just a, a funny little thing, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, li- life life goes on. You mm-hmm. know, things mm-hmm. happen, um, and hard things happen mm-hmm. when you're gone. You know, I used to think that I had so many things happen mm-hmm. while I was traveling that I thought. Um, I thought these things waited until I got, until I was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, why, why, why is travel like a magnet for these mm-hmm. family events to happen? Mm-hmm. And then I realized it's just that life goes on. Things happen whether you're there or not. Mm-hmm. And um, you learn to deal with those things remotely sometimes. Um, you know, uh, some of us call it remote parenting where you're on FaceTime in another country and you're going, all right, bud, I need you to listen to mama now, you know, and you're kind of doing this FaceTime parenting for mm-hmm. a few minutes. Um, and, uh, um, but then we've, we've had some, some tough stuff happen um, while I was gone. And uh, we're, my family is, is all in Georgia. Um, so they're not, they're not close by. Um, my wife's family is about, two hours away so they're able to help they're able to come and, and help like her mother um, but yeah things happen and you desperately want to be there and mm-hmm. I'm, it's very difficult I think for your spouse when these things happen and at least until you get back they're having to handle it really by themselves mm-hmm. um, but that's how I think we're able to do what we do 
because we have such a good team behind us that's supporting us not only professionally but personally and spiritually, mm-hmm. um, that cares about our families, that cares about the life that goes on mm-hmm. while we're traveling mm-hmm. and, um, and does everything they can to support us. And, you know, people, people on our team going to get groceries mm-hmm. for my family like while I'm gone. And that, that's just incredible to me. I think that's the way Samaritan's Purse it's not unique to broadcast. The way Samaritan's Purse takes care of families mm-hmm. is really one of the main reasons why we're here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we could do this work in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way Samaritan's Purse cares about their staff and families is mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing all that. And I'm sorry for all the heartache you've been through, you know, apart. Um, but I do think it allows an opportunity for the Lord to minister. Because um, same thing, we've been through some things where we've been apart, and you hate that. But it also reminds you that God is our anchor. God is our person. Because I think sometimes we create this false sense of, my spouse is my person, you know. And I think that was always something I used to to share the gospel, especially in the military. You know, they say, why are you not falling apart? You know, and I'd say, because he's not mine. Mm-hmm. You know, Edward's not mine. He's God's. And God is my my first go-to, but unfortunately, we usually go to people mm-hmm. first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, not that you want to be apart for these big things, but I think that is when the Lord speaks to you so tenderly and reveals a community. And that's what I encourage people listening. You know, if you're new to Samaritan's Purse, this is why the podcast exists, to kind of get—allow you to get to know our staff and get to know and to plug in, because you do. You have to build— a village, you know, and sometimes it takes, sometimes it happens easily, departments, you know, just naturally, but sometimes you have to fight for it. And that's something I always encourage, you know, be proactive, have a support system. And so reach out, I think, open up, you know, sometimes people carry these burdens alone, trying to muscle through it. And we do, we need each other. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think sometimes, and that's what I learned. Um, I used to try to do it all myself. I don't need help. That's a sign of weakness. You know, I can do this, um, especially in the military, that Rosie Riveter, like I can do it. Um, and when I realized actually asking for help is a sign of strength and it emboldens others to then ask for help. So it's actually a good leadership principle is I can't do this. I need help. So that's encouraging to hear that you've felt that. And so I want people to hear that, that if you're if you're in a season where things are just overwhelming, um, it's okay. We're here to help you. Mm-hmm. It builds um, trust in the Lord. Yes. That, uh, like you said, she, she she's not mine. I can't take care of her the way that he mm-hmm. can or my kids the way that he can. And when things happen when you're gone mm-hmm. and you want desperately to be there, mm-hmm. um, that's when Really, your only prayer is just be what be what they need, you know, and show me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Be there with them to comfort them. Um, send the resources that they need, whatever it may be. Um, it it is an exercise in, in faith and trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just sharing yesterday. I think all the time of you know Abraham, you know, sacrificing Isaac, and I think we all need to do that not, not physically, but to some degree. Uh, spiritually, you know, canned them over all the time. And I think for me, it's harder with my kids. I'm a little more like I have to take care of them. And yes, we are stewards, but at the end of the day, we're ambassadors. We are we, we are working for the Lord. You know, they are His. He's entrusted them to us for a season, but that includes our spouse. Um, that, yeah, I mean, as much as we love them and we, we do the possible, we take care, we do the things, and 
but yet God is their everything. How incredible and encouraging it is that the God that that is taking care of our staff in the field is the same God that's taking care of our families back home, mm-hmm. is the same God that is taking care of the people that we're serving in the field. Um, it's it's the same God, and God sees this this picture of of, of mankind and, and His plan to redeem and renew the world. He sees that big picture, and we don't. We mm-hmm. see our tiny little, you know, point of view mm-hmm. that we have. Um, but it's encouraging to me to know that um, if I can stay obedient, if I can stay in the Lord and in His Word and, and follow where He wants us to go, then I'm, I'm a part of that big plan. Mm-hmm. You know, my family is a part of that big plan. It, it helps me to, to trust that God is taking care of things and things are working together for good for those who love Him and are, and are called according to His purpose. And um, that to me is, 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 is a tremendous um, relief mm-hmm. that there's no way I could ever take care of all this stuff mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I think it took a long time for me to realize that it's, it's not about me I think for a long time, when I first started doing this work um, 15 years ago, I think in a lot of ways it was about me, and it was about the adventure, and it was about mm-hmm. the stories and, and all these things. And God broke me of that in some painful ways. That's the that's a is a wonderful and terrifying grace when you can when you can be confronted with something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's not. It's not all about the people we serve either. It's very important that we're serving these people who need help. That's what Samaritan, that's the heart of Samaritan's Purse. Mm-hmm. But it's not about them either. It's not about us. It's not about them. It's simply about being obedient to what God has called us to do and to be in His will. That is the most important mm-hmm. place where we can be and the thing that we can do. Um, so trying to keep that perspective, I think, mm-hmm. has helped me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this this episode was encouraging to you. I know it was to me to hear from Brian, hear his perspective um, and just the things that he sees and how it affects him, but then also how it affects his family back home. So I know I learned some things and I loved just some of the application that he said, like his kids sending a stuffed animal for him to travel with and take pictures with and then bring back, you know, just to help them feel involved and engaged. And so I hope this was helpful. If you have some things that came to mind or things that work for your family, uh, we'd love to hear from you, whether it's scripture, ways that you pray, uh, ways that you involve your kids. um, Please share that with us. We have an email you can send, invitedin at Samaritan.org. We'd love to be able to share that with people in the future as well. Um, And as we mentioned, Samaritan's Purse is busy. You know, we are responding all over the world to so many disasters. And if you don't listen to On the Ground, I encourage you to go listen to that podcast, especially our most recent, which is The Headlines, Five Minutes in Four Places. And I think it gives a great way to hear from our leadership, hear what Samaritan's Purse is doing on the ground, um, and be able to pray more actively. So go, go to that if you don't already listen. Um, again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. And may God bless your family. <laughs>